Hello, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. That was a falsetto, deeper voice to my introduction, my my theme song here at the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. And you know what? I figured I would just knock one out right now at 3.12 in the morning because my wife is in Florida. Um, she is going to a wedding down there. And I was fortunate enough to, I didn't really, you know, I don't want to go to Florida really this time of year. It's starting to get nice up here. And think about it, you get the whole house to yourself. Um, It's kind of a pain because you got to take care of all the pets. And I came home and of course there were messes all over the place, but I still walked them. And, you know, they did very little because they had emptied themselves out all over the house but, you know, even with, I do that shit anyway, you know what I mean? But man, it's nice having the place to yourself, man, I gotta tell you. Whew. So, I mean, I had my own um, bachelor pad for years after my divorce. And that's not that much fun. Because keeping the house messy eventually gets old when it's your house. But if it's the house where, you know, your wife's always getting on you about stuff. Not that she does. She's actually really good. But um, when you have the whole house to yourself for like three days, you can do whatever the F you want. You know what I mean? There was a guy at work um, that had a week off and his wife was going away. And he was like, I'm just using paper plates, man. (laughs) You know, I'm just eating out and using paper plates. And I'll probably I, I had some pizza today at the mall. You know, I'll probably get food. I'll probably get some Indian food. I just thought of that because I never get Indian food and my wife's not into it and it's really my favorite food and there is an Indian, there's one Indian restaurant I think in the area and it's crappy if you ever noticed Indian food is not as good when you go to like a buffet Um, but when they make it fresh with the naan and the vindaloo or whatever you want to get, I like that because it's spicy. It's good stuff, man. I got to tell you, that that is like good food. So here I am at the house. I had to put up with everybody's complaining on, and I mean everybody complaining on Twitter about the referees in the Pirates game. I mean, obviously, you know, it wasn't good. You know, I'm sure it wasn't good for either side. But here's the thing, man. That's what your that's what loser teams do. Like if your team's not good enough, you complain about the referees or the officiating. I mean, it's just what you do as a fan. Um, if the team is not good enough to win the game, now at least in basketball or football, you know the refs really can change the course of a game. Um, and they do it all the time in those leagues, the NBA and the NFL. But in baseball, you're looking at like 130 pitches a game. And if like six or seven of them are not called accurately, or you know, maybe it's more than that, maybe it's like 10%, it's not going to affect the game. You know, the Pirates got four hits and they gave up three home runs. They got four hits the entire game and they gave up three home runs. And you're complaining about the refs. And not only you, everybody else is complaining about the refs or the manager or like, um, I don't know who you want to complain about. I mean, obviously the team wasn't good enough this weekend. The team is still 20 and 12 
and the team is still looking, you know, good record wise, especially because a lot of other teams lost this weekend. But it is what it is, man. You know, if you want to complain about the um, the umpiring crew, um, you can do that. But it's just telling you that you're the loser because you rarely hear a winning team complain about the referees. I mean, I guess occasionally they'll do it, but usually they'll talk about how they won. You know, I don't hear any of the Tampa Bay guys complaining about the um, the umpires, even though they had the same umpire. So whatever, man, if that's what floats your boat, if that's what helps you sleep through the night, you complain about the you can complain about the umpires. I don't give a shit, man. I mean, I have to read it on Twitter and it's like, it's like reading, like, it's like walking through cow dung, reading that garbage. It's just like the lowest hanging fruit that you could possibly complain about. And again, if you are the New Orleans Saints and there's an obvious, um, you know, hold in the end zone and you lose the game on that play, that's one thing. But if you're talking about a baseball game, I mean, if you have two strikes on you, you should know you got to get into, you got to shorten that swing and you got to be in two strike zone, you know? I mean, the Pirates got every single bounce they probably could have in the month of April and it was never going to continue. And actually it's kind of, um, there's another bad bounce that they just got. The fact that the um, Blue Jays are on a five game losing streak and they are really going to be hungry for wins coming into PNC Park. That's a bad break. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it is what it is. You didn't get every break in this series. But you really did it to yourself in this four-game losing streak where you averaged six hits a game. There wasn't a lot of home runs. And you get six hits and you expect to win. I mean, amazingly, the pitching was very good. But the defense wasn't very good. I mean, one game... um, it was Rodolfo Castro, who, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I've told you that he has shit defense. You know that I've told you that um, Layover Paguero has shit defense. The dude just got his seventh error. You know, if you have shitty defense, you're not helping your team win. Even though Layover Paguero has done pretty, er, um, not Layover Paguero, but Rodolfo Castro has been pretty decent. I mean, he's got three home runs. It's not like he has eight home runs, but he's been pretty decent. I think he has like a 799 OPS or something like that, which is still above average. The fact that you have five errors and, you know, they were all in the all in the course of like two and a half weeks that you've been playing shortstop. You know, that's not a major league starter right there. They're really going to have no choice but to play Marcano. I see that um, the uh, the one guy who's a slick defender that plays third base, Jared Triolo, I see where he is getting healthy again, and that would be another option for you at shortstop. But, I mean, if you're going to keep running Rodolfo Castro out there and you're expecting to win games, I mean, he's going to lose you games. I mean, it's just when you have defense like that, eventually it's going to lose you games. It also makes your pitcher throw more pitches, you know, so it also hurts your bullpen. And amazingly, well, I shouldn't say amazingly because the same thing happened last year, but the bullpen has really come out of the gate good and it's held up. 
But I mean, how long do you think that um, that finger in the dike, you know, don't get your mind out of the gutter. And I'm talking about like um, water here. How long do you think that finger is going to hold, you know, a ton of water just waiting to rush over you in the summer months when teams like the Cardinals and the Phillies start hitting, you know, teams that we play in July, teams like the Cubs start hitting a little bit. Um, but even even more than the Cubs, teams like the Braves that you're going to play, you know, those guys start hitting. Um, it's going to be trouble. What about San Diego when they start hitting? You know, and we still got to play the Dodgers again, and they're not going to like it. You know, they're, I mean, they're going to want revenge. So we got to play a lot of good hitting teams, and your bullpen is not going to carry you for the entire season like they did in April because your bullpen's not that good. You know, if you had a if you had a dominating bullpen like the Atlanta Braves and it was a proven bullpen, you know, that's one thing. But I mean, if or the even the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, very proven bullpen. Um, but a team like the Pirates, where they just kind of threw their bullpen together, and so far so good, you know, it's held together with scotch tape. You know, how long is that going to last? It's going to last through May, and then you got four months of the season. You know, September, eh, the weather kind of cools off again. Who cares by that time, probably, you know. But in the months of June and July, hitting season, just like I told you last year, your bullpen is not going to hold up. And you know what happened last year? Your bullpen did not hold up. And last year it was even worse because Bednar got hurt. So, you know, whatever. You know, hear me now, believe me later. You guys never believe me about anything. You didn't believe me about Rodolfo Castro. You know, it is what it is. So, oh, you know who had a very good outing, though, is Quinn Priester. Um, what we need from Quinn Priester is consistency, right? He is, with Burroughs down, he is really the only prospect that you could possibly have to help your bullpen I'm, or help your team. Let's just say they're in the pennant race, you know, and you want to bring a guy up to help your team. By that point, you have to think that one of the pitchers would have gone down. I mean, our guy Vinny went down today, um, but initial reports don't think it's that serious. But Luis Ortiz, you know, is going to take the place of somebody going down um, at some point this year. And the only other guy that we have that, you know, like a like a high-end guy that you could potentially count on, um, you know, to really pitch well would be Quinn Priester. And he pitched a really good game. He pitched his best game in about eight months um, because he went six innings, six shutout innings, no walks, and he only threw like 68, 69 pitches, something like that, It was or 70-some pitches. It was exactly what you need from Quinn Priester. I mean, he is the ultimate, um, you know, contact guy. Because he has a lot of movement on his pitches, if he can keep the ball down and pitch to contact, that's what they need from Quinn Priester, right? They don't need him to be the swing and miss guy and try to get 10 strikeouts a game because he's tried to do that in the past, and we know that doesn't work. You know, like I always say, you want to be, be able to get that strikeout when you need it, when you have second and third, nobody out, and you have to strike out a couple guys. But during the course of the game, you want to be able to get as many outs you can, 
with as little pitches as you can. Just like um, the guy did for the Rays today, who used to be on the Phillies, Zach Eflin. He threw like six innings, 70 pitches, something like that. And he he would have stayed in the game longer, um, but he's just coming off injury, you know, so they don't want to, um, he's not fully stretched out. But it wasn't that hard for Zach Eflin. You know, there were very few um, opportunities that the Pirates had in those first six innings because I believe they got they got at least one, maybe two of their hits in the ninth inning, right? And they finished with four hits, you know? So it's not like Zach Eflin really broke a sweat today. It's not that the Pirates didn't um, hang in there for a couple games. I mean, when you're down 3 nothing, you're still in the game. I feel like in game one, the Pirates were in the game, you know, for sure, like the whole time. But, you know, you didn't get it done. You want to complain about the refs. You want to complain about the um, the umpires. Fine, you know, the umpires are never that good. You know, why do you think we're going to, why do you think they're moving towards robo umps? Because there's, it's just, you can't really call a perfect game as a guy standing behind the plate, you know, and being an umpire. You, it's just, it's never going to happen. So, and we're not going to have replays for balls and strikes, you know, we're going to have robo umps. But I don't even think they're doing it in most of the minor leagues yet. So you got to, you got to, a ways. You know, so if your team is bad enough to where you have to blame it on the umpires, you know, there you go. You know, what would you do if you couldn't blame it on the umpire? You'd have to admit that the Pirates were worse than the Rays. You know, I'm sure that it's more comforting to you to say that it was the umpire's fault. So, yeah, I mean, I I really liked that outing by Quinn Priester, but the team wants him to be able to do it consistently. He's still got an ERA over six. So he's got to learn to do this consistently, preferably before they bring him up. You know, be able to string three or four good starts together like Vinny did. I mean, Vinny had like 19 innings in a row without giving up a run um, before he got hurt. And we'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to run some tests on Friday. He doesn't think it's anything serious, but you never know until, you know, they do the tests and maybe even give him an MRI. So you just never know. Uh, And I don't know who they would bring up. Um, There's some guy, Caleb Smith, who is the most likely candidate to be brought up. Because it wouldn't be that hard to manage um, Luis Ortiz's, um, you know, his service time and get him for another year. Because he didn't didn't have that many starts last year, like three or four starts, right? So you only have to wait until July. You only have to wait until really like sometime in June. Um, and you know, I'm sure they're not going to bring him up a month early in 2023, you know, just, uh, you know, and give up an entire year down the road on Luis Ortiz. So it's going to be somebody else, most likely, um, probably that Caleb Smith dude. Cause he just had a good outing. I mean, he's okay. Right. Um, he got hurt a couple outings ago too, though. So I don't know. You hope that he's better than, um, the Ikoff, who they brought up last year. That's what you hope. But, I mean, the pitching has been fine. I have no complaints about the pitching, and I don't know how you could potentially, possibly complain about the pitching. You know, you had the more quality starts in April than any other team. And then even in this series, 
Mitch Keller picked, pitched really well. Uh, Vinny pitched well, got knocked out. But the rest of the guys pitched really well too, you know? And then the problem in the, in the middle game, I guess it was, was the defense, not the pitching. So there you have it. You know, that was your lost series. Um, now, losing that game to, um, to the Washington Nationals, I mean, that wasn't a great idea either, right? Um, and you lost that one pretty handily. It was like 7-2 to two or something like that. So you got a four-game losing streak. And unfortunately, um, Tampa Bay is coming into town. I was looking at Tampa Bay. I mean, most of their um, stuff has come from um, Bichette. And, uh, you know, and the guy that you would expect, um, Vlad. Um, but they have that, they have that other guy, that outfielder that they got from the Houston Astros. Um, I think Springer, um, who he's going to get hot at some point and you just hope it's not in this series. And then they got like two or three other hitters that are decent, but they really have that one part of the lineup, which is just killer. And those guys are off to good starts, too. Both Bouchette and Vlad are off to good starts. You know, they both have seven or eight home runs, and they're batting over 300. So that that's not going to be easy. The pitching has been excellent so far. Um, but you don't want to have to count on your pitching um, to beat um, the, the Blue Jays. You're going to have to get uh, string some hits together to beat the Blue Jays. Now, you were stringing hits together at home in April, but you were going against some bad teams. So, you know, there's some decent pitchers that are going, some decent veteran pitchers that are going in this series um, for the Blue Jays. They just, they just aren't off to great starts. So, I mean, you probably have an opportunity to win, um, you, know, you know, to at least be competitive in this series. But what worries me about the Blue Jays series is um, you have a team that's coming off five losses in a row, and they're going to be hungry for wins. And that's not a good thing. You know, I would rather have the Blue Jays win, have be coming in on a five-game win streak, you know, and then maybe take their foot off the gas. But the fact that they have to win to keep pace with Tampa Bay, who's way ahead of everybody, you know, to keep pace with um, the other teams in that division, like the Boston Red Sox, who've been hot. And eh, the Yankees haven't done much, you know. But, I mean, Tampa Bay, they want to be a playoff team this year. You know, they can't be losing too many games. And it's the same thing with the, with the St. Louis Cardinals. All right, they lost again today. But I still say, if you want to make some money, bet 50 bucks on the Cardinals to win whatever the um, line is or whatnot, the next 20 games, and you're likely going to make some money because there's going to be some reversion to the mean there um, for the St. Louis Cardinals who are 10 and 22 and have a decent team. Now, granted, their pitching's not good, but we knew that coming into the season that their starting pitching was not good. Um, but this team is going to hit their way into like at least having a respectable record. So I would not, you know, expect the St. Louis Cardinals to just keep losing over and over and over again. Even last year, they got off to a rough start and they just got hot. And like, I want to say August, they won like 23 games or something like that. Um, so there you go. You have that. Um, the the uh, 
The Brew Crew has not been winning. They just got swept by the Colorado Rockies, a team that the um, Pirates swept. And, you know, the Cubs have not been winning either. In fact, they just lost a series um, to another really bad team. It might have been the Nationals. I don't know. But uh, I think it might have been. I think it was. In any case, you're still 20 and 12. You're pretty much in the driver's seat for whatever you want to do this season. Um, but these three games against um, Toronto, you know, even though it's only three games, you know, and it's sort of like who gives a shit, um, I just kind of feel like they want to stop the bleeding. You know, like if they don't get confidence back at home, then they're going to start feeling like last year's team. Even with Andrew McCutcheon, you know, eventually you start, um, those fears start creeping in and you start remembering how you sucked last year. So if for no other reason, you know, that's why this is a big series, um, or at least an interesting series against the Toronto Blue Jays, because you're facing some really good hitters. You're facing some veteran pitching. You're back at home, and you want to try to get those bats going again like they were before because you had uh, the first few games of the season. You had um, Brian Reynolds carry you, and then you had Andrew McCutcheon carry you, and then you had Carlos Santana carry you, and then you had um, Connor Joe carry you. Well, right now, there's no one that's really hitting. Oh, and then don't forget, you had a three-game stretch where um Sawinski was carrying you as well so and he and you even had a week where um Rodolfo Castro was just you know hitting really well but yeah some of that was in Colorado so I don't know man you know Rodolfo Castro he is what he is probably not an everyday major league player at this point but you know whatever whatever you want to think um so there you go that's the series coming up um somebody's gonna have to step up because they're not going to win a series against the Toronto Blue Jays by um, hitting an average of six hits a game, which they've done in their last four games. And if they do lose to the Blue Jays, you're probably going to blame it on the umpires anyway. Peace out.